I can see Sal is, is viciously looking at his notes. You're like doing the look down thing. I'm just like, this is what this is the dirt I've got on Dan today. It's all my notes on how the Heons are superior to all other versions of Pinon Pyongons or what have you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dan, I know, has translated at least five texts before this. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And I. Like in good in good fashion, am well not prepared for this. Uh, literally, uh, wait. Come on, coffee cup, get on screen. Uh, your coffee cup is the wrong color. <laughs> no, it's the right color. <laughs> and it says mug mug. Um, mug. <laughs> so uh, okay, I should probably introduce. Should I Actually, introduce the show? All right, I forgot I... my coffee in the microwave. So you go do that. I'm gonna be right back. All right. Literally, we're not even like a minute into recording this thing, and Dan has has vacated the premises. Sal, introduce the show. Dan has Dan has stormed out. Dan has stormed he's, he's out. Take, he is taking a stance on on this argument. Is by not arguing? I guess. All right. But is that like? Is that? I don't know what what kind of stance that is. Like it's like like absentee like. Like I, I'm protesting in absence. It's like when someone's like, "I can't. We can't. These people are doing the wrong things. I'm gonna walk away." <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. I don't think about? that's actually fixing the situation. What are we talking about now? I don't know politics. That's what anybody talks about on the internet, right? Um, Not me. I try as hard as I can. Stay away from that. I think we're. Um, Flip. We need to. I, oh, do we need to introduce the show? Hi, folks. This is post training. All right, there I did it. Um, give some sort of like flipping context of what we're doing. Uh, we have the boys back. We have Sal and Dan in the same room ish. Uh, one one is, is 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 live via satellite from Aurora Borealis. The other one is uh, hiding in the woods, avoiding the IRS. Live from Yellowstone. Yeah. Live from Yellow. Oh, okay. All right. All right. They can still find you um, yeah. with them IRS boats. Yep, I'm I'm here in the kanji void, so I like to I like to think that's what I, where I am. But folks, Sal, Dan, welcome back. How are you guys been? Doing great. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it is Saturday. I am excited about today. Really? Is that that, that 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 is the worst line read of excitement I've ever heard. I didn't think I don't think I so. am tired. I Saturday so like I do most of my work in the middle of the night. So like I go to sleep at 2:30, 3 o'clock in the morning. But Saturdays for some weird reason I have decided that I'm going to have an 8:30 a.m. class and so I get up super early Saturday mornings and I am tired. Every Saturday evening, but it's such a good class in the morning. It's like a sparring class, and I've got a good group that come and, and train, and I I love it too much to get rid of it. So I'll never get rid of it. I just will complain. That's why God invented coffee. Cool, That's right? Cool, cool. I've been doing a I've been doing a six a.m. class on Wednesdays uh, for the last year, and. Yeah, I can't say we're awake enough to do any kind of sparring in that class, but uh, it's uh, it's more of a gentle karate class. <laughs> That's early. Gosh. Yep. 
Like some people are early people. I I am not. I've tried. I am just not an early people early person. That's that's when I'm firing all cylinders. I'm I'm up at five a.m. every day, and that's that's when I can be productive, get stuff done. Once it hits about three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, my my brain functionality just starts going way downhill. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way my wife is. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She's up at four four thirty every morning, five o'clock, probably at the latest. Um, and I have just been in bed for a couple couple hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, we're not going to pry too much into that. Um, but what we are going to pry into, um, well, so Sal recently, I saw like as of like three hours ago, you had, uh, and you had very good music behind it, uh, a very decent swing video on with Mace. Yeah. I yeah, that was from uh, that was a uh, just a clip from uh, some stuff we were working on in our Steel Mace class this morning. Uh, it was a rare opportunity where we had. Uh, because there's so much snow out, it was a much smaller class than we normally have. And uh, the two people that did come in were uh, some of the more experienced students that I have. And so we were able to dip our toes into some more advanced techniques. And that was fun. Not something we get to do very often. Cool. cool. So on both your ends, it's been a, a fun, advanced, yet tiring sparring class and a rare opportunity to get some, get some other mace work done. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. How's your day been? I mean, my I'm it's Sunday for me, so I just like woke up. How was your Saturday? Um, terrifying. Because <laughs> it was snowing, probably like it's snowing where Sal's at, but like I live in the mountains, so moisture kind of condenses, so it's much worse when it snows in the mountains, and I had to drive an hour and like some odd minutes to get a 10 minute car check. I went to the car place. Like this is company car so the company told me to do do this. And if this company is watching this, I'm just telling you what happened so you're hearing it live. Um not live because we don't do that anymore. But um took an hour some odd some some odd amount of time to get a 10 minute car check. Literally walked in. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm here with with the car from the company. Can you check it?" Please and thank you. They're like, okay, please have some coffee and wait. And I was like, oh, thank you. I got some coffee out of a machine that they like jerry rigged so you don't have to pay for it. They just like pops out a cup <laughs> for you, which is cool. And then I sat down. Uh, I got on. I got on my social medias as I always do. That like anytime I have to wait, that's Twitter time. I normally don't like it on Twitter, but any other time that I'm like, ah oh, man, I have got to wait. I'm gonna get on Twitter. Um, apparently, a buddy of mine, Raul, uh, who was on our last podcast. Uh, went to town on Facebook, so I was, like, watching that with, like, I was really wanted to eat popcorn. Uh, and then after, when I was just like, ha-ha, stupid meme, they were just like, hey, your car's done. I was like, I wasn't sitting down but ten minutes. I'm not even done my coffee. Like, yeah, it's fine. Would you like some beans? And I was like, no thank you, car company. And I drove off. And I was like, wow. And I, like, nearly died three times because the snow was, tires just went, and we're just gonna stop working now. I'm like, it is really okay. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Beans? Yeah, um, yeah. my So, like, uh, by the way, I think we should all say happy, a uh, happy uh, Lunar New Year or thereabouts. Uh, yeah. Happy Tiger, Happy Tiger Year to all those celebrating. Happy Tiger Year. Happy Tiger Year. Um, happy in bulk. Happy 
what else? What else is it? Um, St. Bridget's Day was a couple days ago. Dan's just going on his calendar. What else? Well, yeah, so in Japan. So, so how do you say in Korean? So, uh, Sehe, uh, Pakmani, uh, would be like saying, um, it would be like, that'd be like formal Happy New Year. Uh, standard would be probably something like, uh, Sehe, uh, Pakmani, uh, Seo. That would be Happy New Year in Korean. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's, it, it... Japan doesn't really follow it like the Lunar New Year too much, but around the same time they or around the time of February they have the like kids throwing uh, beans out the the door at demons. I know this because one year I dressed up as the demon, so gotcha. Threw beans gotcha. at me. It was fun. <laughs> Sal Sal's just looking at me like, what What is this guy going on about? We're here to talk about <laughs> Pinion. He's talking about dressing up like a demon and having beans thrown at him. Listen, when you do the peanut correctly, you become a demon and get thrown That's in supposed to happen. Oh. See? This is why the Hayon, this is why the Hayon are inferior, because you do not become a demon. See? The Hayon are all about peace and love, man. I mean, See? it's 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 a peaceful <laughs> mind. And, you know, once you got them all down, you got nothing to worry about. They, I mean, Funakoshi tells you that. He's like, yeah, once you get all five of these down, you have the, the peace of mind that you can handle anything life's going to throw at you. So, yeah, Pinons. Even if you're driving like your Pinons. car in the middle of the snow. Yeah, the, 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 peace, and, the peace and tranquility of, of nearly crashing in snow fog. <laughs> but we, yes. I think we've been, we've been stoking this debate for like three months now. Uh, something like that and we just haven't been able to make it work um until today so it's a good discussion i mean we could discuss it we could just go off topic and just say hey we talked about it just now um but i mean i'm interested to know because uh from my experience i kind of went from a more eclectical quote-unquote eclectical background and kind of like went into more traditional okinawan karate as i got older True story. I learned all the pinions in one day. Mm. Uh, yeah, I went, went in 2006. I was I'd done karate for like five years. I was 18. I graduated high school two days prior, and I flew out to this like summer camp or whatever. And they were like, "We're learning the pinions today." I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." I learned them all in one day. But did and you retain them? Yes, because I practiced them when I got home. That's bunch. pretty good. That's pretty good. Not many people can do that. Yeah. There's some people you can, you know, you can show them a kata once and they've got it down and never have to show them the movie moves again. And, you know, other people take more time. So that's impressive. Well, I was 18. So I think my, like the sponginess of the brain was like at like maximum mm. like spongitude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's also like the patterns of them are, but it's also because I was 18 and recently graduated high school. So as me and Dan had once discussed, oh, it was just for kids. So of course a kid could learn it. Um, possibly harder f- for adults. Um, it's like learning a language, maybe. So that's my experience with the pinions. And I've like gone back and forth on whether or not on how important they are. Uh, that's just been my experience. I'd like to hear your guys' experience on your respective versions of these 
oddly debated, slightly important, possibly unnecessary Kotick. Ooh, unnecessary. Oh, uh, that's, that's possibly, <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Is this possibly. A, that, oh, that's not me saying that. That's a lot of other people. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. That's 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 definitely something you hear a lot where they say, like, why bother? Just learn. Just learn Kankudai. I mean, why do you need to learn all of the penons or heons when you can just learn Kankudai and uh, that has everything you need in it because it's the same stuff? Um, you know, I don't I don't really adhere to one one particular, you know, uh, conspiracy uh, or another. Um, I I was exposed to what was called Pinon Kata very, very early in my training. Because uh, before I got into Karate, I did uh, Kenpo. And this was like an offshoot of like Nick Serio Kenpo, kind of like mm. American Kenpo type stuff. And they only taught three of them and they called them the Pinon Kata. Uh, and at that time, you know, I knew I knew nothing. So I didn't know there was a Heian Katas out there. I, I It was just... This is all. This is my only sort of exposure to Pinon Kata at that time, so I thought that was it. And it wasn't until much later in my martial arts journey that you know I saw like, okay, what those what they were teaching me was absolutely nothing like Pinon Kata. It was like they said, well, we're gonna just take it just because these movements follow like this big letter H or I pattern, we're gonna call them Pinons. But I mean. I can't really remember what theirs look like, uh, but they don't even resemble anything like what you would see as a pinon kata or hanon kata. It was just like, all right, we're going to take this this shape, this embusan, and do whatever movements we want in there and call them our pinons. It wasn't until later I got into like shodokan karate that I was, and I started learning the heons and then started learning more history and seeing, okay, where these sort of things come from, that I could sort of see the bigger picture around um, sort of their purpose and and sort of the relationship and tie, tying them back to, to Okinawan karate. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, Dan, go ahead. Well, um, yeah, I, I came I came into that um, realization not too long ago. I have a, a really good friend who um, he's um, sort of a student. Uh, he's a um, I I don't teach him karate. Uh, he's a kempo guy, but same. You know, he was like, we have the we have these uh, peanut kata. And I'm like, oh sweet, I know those. I can help you with those. He's like, awesome. And we got together and no, I don't know yeah. these. These are not, so I'm, 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 originally I went, these are not the peanut forms. I don't know what you're doing. Whoever made these up didn't know the peanut forms. But then I, I came to the realization much probably like you did that they, they're just, the name is just a coincidence. Yeah. They were, yeah. So, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with those pinon forms, they're just, they're completely different. I mean, you know, An Anko and Toso had nothing to do with them. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Well, and I think that's like, you know what, now that I think about it, it's weird. The same summer where I learned the pinions, there is the, when I used to do Madanarnis, it was like the summer of camps for whatever reason for me. Um, this is right before I went to college, went to a modern mm. knees camp, and they essentially had a stick and empty hand version of like Pinyon looking type stuff. Now, the sure. stick forms and stuff were very, very different, but like their empty hand stuff were essentially like, okay, let's open the hands and essentially do the Pinyons. 
like it, it was like it was like they were like look we have this too and yeah that's, that's think... one of my uh one of my pet peeves um you know i i don't get i don't get like on my high horse about much uh when it comes to karate because i'm pretty laid back but uh when i see when i see systems that they they take weapons and they insert them into uh empty-handed kata like that and they say look we do weapons i'm like well i mean yeah you, you kind of do but not really those aren't weapon kata um you could weapons sure. in my system all the time We're, we do a dagger form we do a low block with a dagger and then we stab you with the dagger and it's like wait <laughs> this is not how you use the weapon <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what's, what's interesting yeah. Scott, is that this was the inverse that this was i mean modern our niece is it's all sticks Right, it's all yeah. like, and they have like empty hand stuff. But then they essentially took a version of the hand pinions and put them into there, right? Mm -hmm. So like, they didn't really like try to make like stick pinion. Like there was stick forms and stuff, but it wasn't like didn't remotely look like anything like that. Gotcha. Uh, anything like the pinions, nothing like. like mm -hmm. I guess there was there's a pattern, but it's not necessarily an IRH pattern. But then like they had an empty hand version of a kata. That effectively was like a pinion type kata. Interesting. So, modern Aranese people, I'm gonna have one on here at some point in the next month or so. So oh, I'll be cool. able to interrogate them there. Um, yeah. I know that uh, you know when we talk about the kempo thing, I'm pretty sure. Like if you look at, I'm gonna say this, and I'm probably gonna either be right or wrong, and somebody will say, I'm pretty sure. Like if you look at Ed Parker's first books. When he first started teaching, he China taught hand? the peanut. He taught the peanut forms. Is that the one book. that's like the, the secret of China, China, Chinese fighting or China hand? Something, or something like that. Something I think like I that. Copy of that book. Yeah, I'd have to look. Yeah, it. yeah, because I think he was essentially, you know, I mean, that was his that was his base um, right. before he decided to, to to spin off and do his own thing. So, the that that framework, I guess, continued and. Uh, and it's still there. Well, and I think that's that's what's interesting about all of this is that we're, we've got three different guys, quote unquote, three different styles, um, and just essentially the same thing, but it's it's been varied. Like I think this is kind of the story of kata itself, right? Mm -hmm. How like it, even though we do different stuff, but then it's like we have this for like nahachi kata don't get the same kind of treatment that pinions do. Like, don't have the same sort of, like, argument about pinions, right? Like, like the kanku, the kusanku katas, the pasai katas, the seisan, all that stuff doesn't get the same, like, treatment of, like, ah, oh, it's just for kids, ah, oh, you don't need that, ah, oh, like, this is, right. this is a side thing, or this isn't right. something we need, or there's too many kata, or something like that. Mm. And it, I've been on both sides of this debate, mostly because, like, like now I'm like, yeah, they're okay to learn. Like if if we're if we're good with teaching, like especially I think with their place with kids, I think is good. I think that's actually a better place to start than where I start with Nahachis with a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, I can see why people don't want to do that because they kind of give the wrong image of karate in general. Sure. Of the look left, attack here. Look right, attack here. Go behind you, attack there. Go in front, attack there. Then you're gonna attack three people and then go around. And it's like. But that's Kusanku. That's the beginning of Kusanku. So if you don't like that, then you don't like Kusanku. So, I guess I could... Right? Like, yeah. Well, you don't like forms, then. And so, <laughs> right? welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. Well, um, I mean, I was, 
Well, I was going to say, I mean, it also depends on, um, I, I have found that, you know, for, for the, the, the people on the side of the argument that say, well, they're for kids or they're, they're, they're too fundamental or something, it really depends on what you're doing with them, right? I mean, if you're not getting into any kind of practical application of the Heian Kata, uh, if you're not actually exploring the, the Bonkai and sort of what you can actually be doing with them to see that they are very functional in terms of self-defense, then yeah, I can definitely see where, you know, you're, you may not get that kind of, uh, you might not see the value out of them immediately. Um, but when you, if you can, you know, shift your perspective and start actually breaking down the movements, even in just Heian Shodan, uh, the, well, that's, so that's, I guess that's another question that we could, we could address is, is your Heian Shodan, Heian Nidan, is this, are your Pinan Shodan and Pinan Nidan, are they flipped? So um, our, our system did follow Funakoshi's order. So, um, my, our second one is the first one. Okay, we're the other way around. Yeah, so our, that's, our, that's our second one here. Is we're right, that's our second one. So okay, we follow right, sorry, Yeah, we follow Funakoshi's, yeah. Gotcha, yeah, we're on the same page. I'm an Itosu um, man myself, but... It's all Itosu. <laughs> or, or not, I don't know. Uh, I, I know that... I mean, here's, I here's, think for me... Here's my problem. Oh, go ahead, Dan. No, no, go ahead. You have a go problem. Ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. Problems um, I, are much more You're more, more handsome than I am, go ahead. I, you know, when I when we talk about Itosu and, and we think about, you know, karate as an education system, like this is where for me the, the Pyongyang uh, forms have a place and a good place because they are essentially a progressive education tool or a progressive curriculum tool. And it's, it's great for people who don't know anything to get them to progress. And, you know, for us, it takes about two years to get through all of the Pyongyang forms and have a, and have a pretty good functional understanding of it before they start to do Kasai and Maihachi. And at that point, and th this is, this may be a personal, um, perspective of my own but at that point i have a pretty good idea whether or not the the student is going to continue mm, so yeah. like the pyongyang forms for me is like an introductory tool that will tell me whether or not this person will continue to learn pasai and Hanshi and then later 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 or if they're going to quit yeah. and if they quit just just knowing the pyongyang forms i'm fine with that but I think that's why they're so popular is because most people quit after they know all the Pyongyang forms. And so like, like those are the main forms that everybody learns, everybody's done, but again, they're introductory. And it's kind of like at that point, you know, like in the, in the past, we all talked about like, you know, you had to prove yourself to become a student. Hmm. <laughs> right. So like wow. for me getting, I mean, whether it's true or not in the past for me, that the Pyongyang forms effectively do that for me. If if I have somebody who stays and they want and, and they stay and they and they're now learning Pasai, I know that they're gonna stick around for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think Itosu was brilliant in the way that he did that. Like whether whether that was his intention or not, right? Like I don't care if his real intention was just to teach and introduce introduce karate to kids. Like I, I, I firmly believe that that was the original intention. 
Like I, I, I believe Motobu, right? Motobu, that's what Motobu said. I believe Motobu, but that doesn't mean that it can't, that they can't have other purposes, whether or not that was the intent, the original intent or not. For me, it's a great introductory uh, tool for everyone. Yeah, I mean, that goes into saying, like, the only reason I kind of gave that look is, like, people had to prove themselves. I'm like, when? So, like, in the 50s or in the 80s? Because the 80s was about, the, was about like, that money and the, and the white powder. Um, but, like, <laughs> but, like, but, like, in the 50s, I think it was, like, I think prior to that, um, and I think we're kind of maybe hopefully circling back around, is I think in your idea that that's the proof of, like, somebody is, like, worthy to keep going, I think to a degree... Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of value in saying, do this. And the person mm-hmm. doesn't want to do it, all right, you're not right for here. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're bored out of your mind with the Pyramid forms, this isn't right for you. Yeah. And there's, yeah. and that's fine. Like, I mean, I, I am definitely not the guy who's going to say, I think everybody should do karate. Everybody should do karate. I don't believe that at all. Hmm. I think yeah, that there I would, are... I would agree with that. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. And so I don't have an issue weeding people out. No, definitely. Well, I think well, the ping on forums do a great job at it. I think, yeah, like, and, I, th- and I, I agree that they, they, I think they cover your bases. Um, I think, as you said, Dan, you know, if that's all they get to, then, then great. Um, you know, that's, it's enough in many respects. Like if that's all they have, if they kept, if they just kept studying those five, you know, and never learned another kata, uh, you know, I do believe that they have the uh, the tools in there to address most of what you know the average person might expect to uh, encounter in a violence in a, in, a, in a violent situation. Um, you know, they say Han Sandan is all about someone coming in and tackling, trying to do like an open bear hug tackle or something like that, and it has responses to that. Han Nidan is more about right-handed attacks and shoves and things like, and those sorts of attacks, and you know, they get progressively more methods for addressing. Um, typical acts acts of violence yeah that's interesting so i've never heard anybody anybody mention it in terms of that and that these forms have very very specific application intent intense um if no i've heard i think you know know, like older rendition i mean i don't know i think that's probably more of a of a modern take on it from from a lot of guys yeah who are now like you know trying to take it apart and, and reverse engineer them. Mm-hmm. Um, I love looking at uh, Hiroshi Kinjo's kumikata um, and the way that he applies them. Um, they're very simple, very basic. Uh, I, I really enjoy his kumikata. If you haven't seen them, he has a DVD, which is incredible. Um, um, I actually... He's going to whip out the DVD. Who has DVD a, players anymore? I'm gonna, I'm gonna whip out the DVD, man. <laughs> no, nah, I can't. I can't find it right away. But if you, I mean, you guys know who Hiroshi Kinjo is. Yep. So absolutely. I mean, like, so he was. Um, inform he was inform the audience, Jan. Who is Hiroshi? Kinjo? He was one of um, Patrick. He teaches Itosu ka, uh, Karate. Um, and uh, he's, I think mostly, most people know him as a historian. Um, but his, uh, he, he has kumikata for every single one of the forms. One of, uh, are they, 
Now, I, I haven't seen those, and I'd be interested in seeing them, Dan. Are, are they kind of similar in respect to, like, multiple chokies, uh two-person uh, drills? I think he has, like, what, 10 of them, maybe? No, no, because those are specifically two-person drills. These are two-person drills, but they follow the, the, follow the kata. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So is that an application sense, or, or, like, in terms of, like, literally going one this is where it goes two. this is where it goes three. Like, um, you know, like when you, you know, like when you, when you see, you know, spear hands, this is, this is a, this is a, a an arm, an arm bar. Hmm. Right. Um, in Pasai, where you go one, two, right. This is, this is a block and a, this is a, a block and a punch at the same time. Mm-hmm um like he's i mean it's it's really i mean like they're mostly really simple one not like like uh one technique to one technique defenses gotcha. no, they're they're not complicated yeah. like i like i know a lot of mccarthy's stuff is real complicated and intricate and, and mm-hmm. like you know goes through this big flow drill right hiroshi kinjo's stuff is not that it is very very simple um and uh straightforward they the chasing punches and the forms are you know you know really quick you know the, the punch goes really fast the punch lands before the front foot um uh you know like sim- simple things like like in naihanchi when you go one two this yeah. is a finger flick to the eyes gets them to do this and then as they punch you elbow their you elbow their elbow like really, really basic good stuff. And, and something that I found is a lot of the applications that he uses, I see in um, Chinese arts. So there's a, there's a lot of crossover Interesting. Um, there. Yeah, I mean, I would, re- I would highly recommend that DVD. I'll, I'll find it somewhere and share it with you guys. We're not sponsored by Hiroshi Kinjo. Just letting no, <laughs> no, and uh, rest in peace. I think I think he's passed. Um, he has, yeah. I can't remember when, but yeah, yeah. He has. But, I hate to say that. I, I mean, didn't, I didn't know about it, but because it's just like my unfortunately, like Dan has this like well of like Dan and Sal both have this like well of knowledge that I just don't like. I'm just like this dirtbag kid who's like, yeah, I do karate, and then these two are just like, you don't know anything, uh, and we'll break it down for me pretty well. That is not um, true, but not true. You are well. You both are a very handsome well of knowledge. I am an ugly dirt dirtbag who can't get out uh, of a my, brain. Mine is declining. Mine's well, declining. There was there was a period in my training where I was like voraciously consuming as much like uh, uh, reading and, and media material as I could on martial arts, and uh, my bookshelves are are just overflowing with different stuff, but. It's not something I go out and look for as much anymore. Um, most I, I focus more just on my own practice. Um, so I still have to go back and like myself in books because I know a lot of the stuff that I remember is is not as accurate and information has changed and you know we're learning more about stuff. So yeah, uh, I need I need to do better. Uh, Dan is definitely Dan is definitely on top of his game with the, his history and and such more than I am. Sal, so, no one's holding you accountable. Don't worry. This is not the accountability. This is not. Oh, the thank God. There's not test. There's not going to be a test at the end of this. No. Uh, okay, no, but I, I think there, there's something to be said about that because I think that kind of like wraps around back to the pinions because or the han or the pyongs or however we want to call them. 
because mm-hmm. I think to a degree that it, that is all kind of going going in a circle of like people like consume a lot of knowledge, get a lot of knowledge, put it all together, and then just kind of have that version of the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And you can go back and like look at all those books and stuff like that, and that can kind of remind you of stuff and maybe oh wait I forgot about this, but I think to a degree like for better or for worse, I think that's what, where we are at with the pinions where it's like, like any other kata, they're just like the amalgamation of what Itozu Funakoshi, whoever right. put it together. Um, so my, my always issue has been with the Heian is that, that the Peon Shodan starts out very unevenly. It starts out doing this. Oh yeah. You, you get hand that. out yeah. and then you punch and then in the Peon Nidon, no, we have the down block. Then you do this this little guy. Then you punch. Then you do it on the other side. It's completely symmetrical, yeah. from a completely symmetrical kata. And then for some reason, Bonokoshi was like, "Nah, we're just not gonna do that one. We're just <laughs> yeah. not gonna have that down block. Don't need it. Don't want it. Just gonna start from here in this awkward position that a lot of people don't really understand. And then we're gonna do the the down block on the other side. Well, it's even it, worse if uh, so. We're, I mean. I, I don't teach this kata as much as I used to. I've, I've sort of gradually gotten it out of the curriculum, but take Yoko Shodan, which is very symmetrical, you know, down block, punch, down block, punch, three punches, and then repeats. I mean, it's a mirror image of itself. That used to be the very first kata that we teach, um, mm-hmm. and I don't really do that anymore. I just start them off with Heian Shodan because I'm like, let, let's just let's just get straight to the chase here, Heian Shodan. And so I was working with a student. Actually, no, one of my one of my senior students was working with a brand new student the other day and walking them through a Heian Shodan. And they brought that exact. Wait, I don't do a hammer fist on on this side too. Like, no, no, you don't. It's like it's not. Sorry, it says it works that way. It's yeah. blew their mind. Like, what? This is messing with me. I, I can't figure this out. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm not going to comment further on that. I'm just going to point out the point out the irregularity and allow every, everyone to kind of read between the lines. Um, sure. But what is it? The uh, no, Sal. It's funny you mentioned that because those were the that was the first kata that I learned. The ta- ta- yeah, like way, way back in the day when I was a kid. Yeah, it was for me too. Yeah, and and I know there are some systems out there that even do a second and third. Like there's Takeyoku yeah. Nidon. We have we have three. Really? And we call we call them the Gicho Hyung. Gicho just means like uh, basic, like Kyoan almost, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so ours are almost identical. Uh, Hong uh, Hongi just kind of like tweaked little things here and there to to. Uh, change them up a little bit, but they're pretty much the exact same. I, I teach them only for footwork. Okay. Brand spanking new white belt. I mean, we're looking at just footwork because there's a lot of, because there's a lot of Tai Chi principles in our system. So like the ability to um, unload the left leg and load the right leg and then flip the hip backwards and push out and then, and then like, you know, violently like rotate that back foot to turn your hip around and like all that jazz um stealing center when you go back in the other direction there's a lot of really intricate little subtle footwork things that that i teach starts laying that foundation that they'll need for everything else it sounds like right precisely and footwork is the most difficult thing to teach and that's why I think it's the most important thing to teach first. So that's what that's the primary thing that I use it for. I don't really care what they do with the hands. They could punch in the wrong position. I don't care at that point. Yeah. As long as they get their feet moving, because how many times do you see like people walk through these forms and they take these little stutter steps? Yeah. And they stutter step to walk. And then they stutter step to walk. Like mm-hmm. 
this is, you know, I, I see eighth degree black belts do that sometimes, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. we need to go back and look at some fundamentals. That's huge. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that, that's, that's something I look at right away. Like if I'm watching someone do a kata um, and, you know, if they're whatever rank they are, I mean, I'm looking at their body dynamics. How are they moving? You know, are they taking, you know, are they turning their foot out first before they move? Or are they moving straight from center, you know, engaging their inner thighs and moving from their, uh, their center. If I don't see that, I'm like, uh, I mean, you might be really good. Maybe you are, but I, that's, those things are just important to me. I don't, I don't know why, but, um, I, they're, they're important to, to, uh, you know, making your art functional. Um, so you got to have them in there. So I think that's cool that you start that first. Yeah. Yeah. And what, you know, since we, obviously we've talked about the hand, hand and peanut, uh, as a sort of, the differences. One of the things I've always appreciated about the peanut cuts, and I actually talk about the peanuts a lot when I'm teaching, even though I don't teach them, but I appreciate the fact that there's more cat stances. Uh, they're shorter stances. They're more natural stances in the peanut kata. And, you know, I, I find myself often telling my students about, you know, why Shotokan has some deeper stances than, you know, what you might find in Okinawan karate. Um, you know, it's all about the fitness and health and making sure you end up being, you know, good and strong so you can, you know, be a soldier uh, when you're done with all of this. And uh, that's where that, a lot of that comes from. But, you know, in reality, when you're when you're this close and you're grappling with someone, it's a you know, it's a violent situation. You're not going to be in the deep, you know, front stance. The front stance at, that in Shotokan is just teaching you how to project your body weight forward so that you can actually move somebody if you need to. But you're not going to fight from that posture. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Gives us yeah. a great difference between the, the where the form where we have the forms and where the forms depart where you depart from the forms into footwork, Absolutely. which I think uh, is exactly where it, you guys were just pointing out. Like people don't know how to necessarily mix mix that together, so you get a lot of like one to one. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's like one to one bunkai like application to like technique to kata mm. matches, but how you start how you finish what position that comes from isn't always matched there mm -hmm. um it's interesting you guys bring up the takyukas um because i've learned like five of them because i don't know who made up five of them but then you know what i do now has like a exercise called left behind which is essentially like just cat like the beginning stances of the uh hey on peon peon katas basically in cat um and learning how to rotate around all that so it's mm. always your left foot is going behind and it's left foot or your left foot's behind your left foot or your left foot's behind um between like a uh, cat and, and uh forward stance and i think we like because we just teach the nahachis at first and we don't even have anything moving forward until much later on um mm. because the peons end up in the middle of this in the system rather than in the beginning which leads to a debate whether or not they should be there or not but i think like that was the only way to actually put that in there and then to show like oh yeah this is also vital technique you know connective connect, connective footwork tissue um so i guess that that makes that begs the question do the peon are the peons really helpful to getting that kind of uh at least basic footwork technique or do you need something else in there in order to get that So, well, do me a favor. Um, go back and, and tell me about this footwork again. Well, I mean, like more like so you're shifting. You're shifting from one side to another, right? Every time you right. do something, like going the, from here to here without moving your feet, just switching. 
or yeah, you're just switching your body shifting, your weight shifting, you're do, kind of doing whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Left, right, or right, left, however, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Are these this set of five like, katas? Like when you go when you go one and two, yes. and it's just a shift of the weight. Yeah, so that's sada. That's the fourth. <laughs> yes. So right. in doing that, is that is that like fundamental foundational footwork in order to do techniques in order to protect yourself or is there something else needed in there in order to kind of connect kind of bridge bridge that gap because a lot i mean a lot of what what you guys have said is that these are really good for that Um, yeah is that i mean the only thing that we can do or or is that as opposed to like other systems that it'll be like nahachi first seisan first uh takioka's first I think America first. America. I think, you know, you know, I like to use these for the reason that I use them. But if, if I were, you know, somebody said, Dan, you're no longer allowed to teach these forms. You have to start with Naihachi. I would figure out a reason to start with Naihachi. And I would build a curriculum around that. Like my curriculum right now has the, the basic, the three basic forms, teaching footwork, and then the Pyongyang forms, introducing principles and different kinds of footwork. And then when I go to do Pasai, it's, it, it's easy for me to go, okay, go here and land in this Kyochipajase, this, this cross-legged position, and then spin in place and go here. Like, it's easy for me to take somebody to do that because they've already done it like five times already in the Pyongyang forms. So if I was say, if somebody said, Dan, you're no longer allowed to do that, you have to start with Naihanchi, I would go, okay, what does Naihanchi teach and how can I put that in a fundamental place in the curriculum and how can I stack forms after that? I may have to move forms around depending on what I would want to teach, but then that's it. So, I mean, curriculum is built stacked. So stack them however you'd like. That's and my view also, anyway. Yeah, I think it also just is sort of uh, can depend on the teacher and 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 sort of the intent of the the, the instruction, right? So um, to your point there, John, a lot I, I see some people who would say, well, if if there are definitely people who do the kata, um, but they're not doing the kata because they're trying to learn anything practical out of it, like footwork or even application. It's just, it's just, it's part of the curriculum. It's part of tradition. So we do it, but they get all their footwork training and stuff when they do their sparring. It's, it's all sort of, they're, they're not related. Um, whereas Dan is saying he incorporates, you know, the footwork into the kata. It's part of that part of the curriculum. And so that sort of, uh, meets that need, you know, in the kata. But I think there's definitely people who would say, well, no, the kata does not teach you footwork. It's, it's footwork should be about your sparring and how you're moving around and, you know, transitioning that way. And so we have drills for that. And we're going to put you in front of a, uh, a makiwara or, or a bag or a person and have you move around with another person because kata is not going to teach you footwork. So yeah, it really just depends on your perspective and your, you know, how you approach your, your training, I think. Definitely. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. I mean, I think it's like any, any toolbox that you get. I mean, you know, there's lots of different kinds of tools in there. And if you don't, you don't use a specific tool or you don't ever need to use a specific tool, then you're not going to use it and Mm -hmm. you don't even need it. 
So get a smaller toolbox or get a bigger toolbox if you need a bigger toolbox. Like, yeah. you know, forms for me, I mean, again, they're not something that I, I need to have students do all the time in class. They're, they're something that they need to do at home to, to practice these things. Yeah. And so like, we, we talk a lot about congruent curriculum or comprehensive curriculum. So I know that the, one of the big buzzwords now is 3K karate. Mm. And you don't wanna do 3K karate. Like I know that Abernathy uses that term and, and I have a lot of people contact me and wanna join my association and they go, do you guys do 3K karate? And I'm like, hey, okay. Is this, wait, <laughs> is this a way of not saying the other thing that like where people wear different kinds of white in different places? <laughs> No, it's like, so it's kion, kata, kumite. Right. And yeah. if you do karate and they are separate and they don't inform each other, this is what they call 3K karate. Yep. So the way that, I mean, the way that my curriculum is structured and probably Sal's because I just know you well enough now, um, your kata and your Kion and your kumite all teach the same stuff. Yes. And so they they intermingle. And yeah. comp and this is what I call what I like to call comprehensive or congruent curriculum. So when I do partner drills, the partner drills utilize the principles in the kata in the kion. Mm -hmm. And the and when you do sparring, like the way that we spar, we don't do point sparring, right? So like you're grabbing and you're pulling and you're sweeping and you're you know elbowing and you're you know, I'll even allow headbutts if you really have a good one in there. You're kneeing. I mean, like all, all of the stuff in the in the form and that you do in the partner drills, you can then do live. Um, and they and they support each other. They reinforce each other. Yeah. So there's no separation there. So when I talk about footwork, you're right. Like there are some people that the form over here, like who who's going to do a low block in sparring? Nobody but I'm going to do an arm drag in sparring a lot. And that's just, a, I mean, it's the same. It's the right. same exact functionality or, you know, I mean, so I think that when I look, even if we look at these basic forms, they're going to introduce these concepts in a very fundamental way mm -hmm. so that you can, so you can build on them. Um, footwork is one of them. Yeah, because I mean, you'll see you'll see the, the the typical argument online where people say, "Well, I never use those I never use those kata movements in sparring, so I'm not going to do the kata." Like, well, you, well, yeah. I mean, if you're doing point sparring where you know grappling, grabbing's not allowed, and throwing's not allowed, and you know it's just in and out, in and out. I hit, you hit. You know, we take turns. Like, yeah, you're not going to do a lot of techniques in sparring. Uh, that, I'm sorry, you're not going to do a lot of techniques that you'd find in kata. But if you're doing, you know, something like Dan's approach there, where you're allowing more. Uh, uh, in close fighting, grappling, throwing, locking, like, yeah, you're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. And that's, that's sort of the same approach we do. We, I just say we do randori. That's kind of what yeah. I call it, but yeah, we don't really do, I don't teach point sparring or anything like that. It's, it's, I was never taught it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, everything has to, the kata has to inform the rest of your practice. Now, certainly when I started, uh, under my sensei, everything was separate. We had our kata, mm -hmm. we had our kihon, we had, every belt level had like three sets of self-defense techniques, which were very practical techniques, but they mm -hmm. weren't drawn. They weren't, they didn't come from the kata at all. All three of these things were very separate. They didn't inform yeah. or support each other in any way. 
Uh, and then gradually over time, just as I sort of developed my own practice and, and understanding of, uh, of karate, I, I sort of incorporated everything to say, no, no, self-defense should come from your kata or kata should inform everything. You know, and as Dan said, yeah, your kata should be something that the student practices at home. I always tell students, they'll come in and say, can we run through such and such kata because I'm having trouble remembering it. I said, okay, well, we can do that. But if you're going to walk out of here and still forget everything we just did, like, I'm happy to run through this kata 10 times in this class, but if that's not, but that's not going to help you remember the kata. You have to find sort of what works for you for remembering the movements because everybody learns and remembers things differently. Um, as we said earlier, some people can look at a kata once and like, yep, got it down. And other people, it takes more time. So I'm, I'm more the approach of let's talk about what you're doing with those movements so that that helps you remember why you're making the movements and not sort of what direction you need to go. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I want to I imitate a meme. I want the Leo whiskey cigarette meme. <laughs> Uh, with that 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 <laughs> that um, no because that's exactly right well and like and 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 sal that also is like shows us the the one of the issues with karate and it's in its own where it's like people are spending all this time remembering a form all this time like doing memory work yeah. which is not martial arts right that's like memory work for a dance even and this yeah. is why you get like the Joe Rogan experience, like poo-pooing it, because mm -hmm. that's what it like it a lot of the time fundamentally comes down to and mm -hmm. how people te have taught it. And I think sure. probably the last 40 years of, of its proliferation. Um, yeah, that's why most people when they when they tell me uh, uh, forms are forms are useless and I just go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, by themselves. Sure. Because I know that they are the way most people do them. And I'm not going to disagree with you because you were absolutely right. So yeah, we, we have over we have over uh, 56 traditional weapons kata in our Kobudo syllabus. Like, if you think I can remember all those damn, no, no, not at all. Like, I have a couple that are that are I consider mine that I, I continue to practice. But you know, we spend most of our time in class on the application of those movements uh, with the weapons, and you know, the students work on the katas on their own and. Yeah, it's it's less about them remembering the movements and more about understanding the principles and concepts that are in them than anything else. I, I feel we've had a really good discussion, but we have like we've kind of like sidestepped the whole Pinyon Pinyon on Pyong fight, which I think we're just kind of like we're like this isn't an argument. All right. <laughs> I think we've I think we've said they're both valuable right. depending on your approach, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Call them whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Have that awkward that awkward beginning of, of pinion need on or not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I I I I've, I for one feel like um cuz the the issue I've had to deal with is the constant shifting on stuff to move a goalpost for no reason. Um mm. And it yeah, has like in logically, like logically argumenting. No, 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 uh, not even an argumentation. Just literally how the forms are made. And oh, okay, it, it took it took a lot to be like, oh, these people are just are are leading me on. And then so mm -hmm. I literally stripped away a lot of what they were saying. It's like, all right, see all how they did this in like 1984 or whatever. All right, that's fine. Then like I don't need to have an argument about like how it's done. Just do it. And then like you can add in the ideas later. Um, or add in the fixes later or whatever. 
um, and like take the like good parts of what's been learned. But essentially, as you know, Sal and Dan, you guys both hit pretty well. Is like you're you and you have what you want and you have what you need, and you kind of can go on from there. Mm-hmm. That was like the one main problem I was having, and I think a lot of other people who train around where I was training was like they keep you, you keep on changing it and keep on acting like this one little change is the biggest thing in the world, and then forget it the next six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're just leading people on. Um, and then, or, or like the way I grew up, oh, this is this is a new change. This is a new change. A new change every month. New change every month to some form. But but but, what we do is authentic. Yeah. Not yeah. if you keep changing it. Yeah. <laughs> that, you that's can't been, choose one or the other. That that's always been the one uh, one benefit of 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 our, our cutout days, like I said, we're not part of any organization. So, you know, I, I talk about, I, I anecdotally share stuff like that a lot with my students because they, they don't really know what it's like to be part of a bigger organization. So I talk about stuff like, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, they'll, they'll say, well, nope, they're starting next month. We're doing this movement this way, or we're, we're changing the stance or something. And uh, we have a, we teach Iaido in our dojo as well. And they are part of the United Kendo, United States Kendo Federation. And they okay. have to deal with that stuff sometimes. So, so they I, have to I, do the Seite Kata. Yeah, yeah, I hear them say, "Oh, yeah, they're making a change to sete kata," or "Oh, yeah, the Canadians are they're doing they're changing something to this kata." I'm like, "Oh, wow, interesting." I'm like, I, I don't know what that's like because nobody nobody does that. Like, I I will make adjustments to my kata based on my personal preference. I'm I'll, that doesn't necessarily mean I'll change how I teach it, um, but I will because we I have a I have a smaller student base. I will make space for students to adjust kata based on their capabilities. If I've got someone who's older bad knees or something like that you know i'm not going to put an expectation on them that they have this really low deep stance you know i want them to be able to make the form work for themselves and so you know it'd be unfair of me to say no the, the organization says you must kick head height for this side snap kick like no my god no please don't do that don't hurt yourself <laughs> i remember i had to tell somebody to do that for before they were some uh one of the worst worst symptoms of of the organization problem was someone had me come and tell their students to do something one way because they, even though they were higher ranked, they were more experienced. They had more, like more everything than me. They were like, yeah, but you, you're closer to what the organization wants. And I was like, what? But you're like 10 years older than me. And like, you've been doing martial arts longer. You can't, but okay. And so I like, I had to tell, tell somebody who knee problems, like health issues. And was like, you don't need to bend down that far. Like, actually do the test. Don't destroy yourself for one move that isn't going to matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like our, our, our uh, Iaido sensei, he's in his 60s or 70s. Uh, he, he can't go into Seiza. He can't go down onto his knees. So he can't do any of the, the he does all of the, the, the Seiza kata, kata, sword kata that you do from Seiza. He does them from standing. And he's had, he's had some senseis who are like, no, then you can't study here. Like that's, you, we will not tolerate that. You have to be able to go down and say so. And then, you know, he's been fortunate now. He works with a group uh, out of Canada. They're very understanding and they have a lot of people with different, you know, uh, physical limitations. I think they have a sensei who has just one leg and he does amazing sword cut them. Um, so it's really great to see when there's that kind of flexibility for, uh, for students uh, and not just this demand like, nope, if you can't meet our organizational standards, then, you know, you're not, you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. But, Mm-hmm. Now we've yeah, now we've gotten into a tangent on organizations, but yeah, <laughs> well, but that that goes to that goes to curriculum, 
Sure. Right? And like we were talking about curriculum and, and like there's a difference between teaching a curriculum to teach a curriculum versus teaching a curriculum to create what the curriculum teaches. Mm. But I think a lot of karate people teach just to teach a thing. They're not really teaching to create a thing. Or, or they may think they're teaching to create a thing, but they don't know how to. So right. the, only, the only way that they, that they think they're going to create a martial artist is by making you do this curriculum. And it has to be done because that's how they did it. And they, the they were, yeah, exactly. It's the magical soup. Yeah. You have to do this exact. If you yep. don't, then you won't become like me. Yep. And it's like, I don't want to become like you. I'm not you. Right. I want to become like me. I yep. want to become a martial artist. And I think that that, I mean, how many karate people just teach just to teach? Right. I mean, it, it's very normal and, it, and it's normal in all sorts of life. Right. I mean, I think, you know, people teach music just just to teach music because they enjoy it. They like teaching. They don't really their, their, their goal is not to create a master musician, mm-hmm. but it's just to, to just to teach and share what they know. Yeah. Um, so you're saying but, we should be more like whiplash and then we should be like, um, I don't know, Mr. Holland's Opus. I love that go. movie. What, oh, Mr. my Holland's gosh. Opus? Yes, it's so good. So but we shouldn't be like whiplash. Literally, trying I don't know. To who, I don't know who Whiplash is. Who's Whiplash? I haven't seen I it, but I've seen the clip about the where he's he's going after the drummer guy. Yeah, he's running across. It's like nobody ever got anywhere by saying "good job." Um, yeah, yeah. They, there's, I think, we can kind of look at the end of this and just say, I think you guys brought it up really well, saying the the triple K karate or whatever the curriculum Kihon and Kata being or curriculum the Kihon. Kata and Kumite being separate um, is, a, I think, ultimately the wrong approach and probably wasn't initially meant to be that way. It just kind of became that way. Um, more of do with like with a double double C, whereas like, yeah, curriculum congruent, right? Everything, a congruent curriculum. Everything has to, flows together. Yeah. Um, because I think that's probably what Itosu was going with, with the pinions. And I think so. You probably didn't think a bunch of guys would get on Zoom a hundred years later and be like, hmm, let's debate yeah. that. Let's have a fun, let's have an ironic debate about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he knew what he wanted to create. Um, he wrote a big letter, you know, about what he wanted, you know, karate to create. Um, and and he, he put that into action. He, he, yeah. he created a curriculum to do so. Um, whether or not that was, I mean, it was it was drastically different than the curriculum beforehand, um, but he he forged his own path, and I, I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah. Or else we wouldn't be here talking about it primarily. Yeah. At least Sal and I wouldn't. <laughs> I would probably be like online, but I would be like trying to sell like karate NFTs. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Which is not ever going to happen. It's not. It's not a thing, kids. Save your money. Um, My son told me the other day. He was like, "I saw on the on on you. Uh, I don't know if it was on YouTube or wherever, Instagram or whatever, uh, or TikTok, where somebody was like, they shared a, a screenshot. Look, I just I just bought this NFT, and then somebody screenshot it and goes, "Me too." <laughs> yeah, I haven't. 
I'm aware of the of these things, these NFT that I, I don't know what they are and I don't care to learn. I'm I'm getting to where I just can't keep up. Um maybe I'm, I'm just getting old. But uh yeah. Them young whippersnappers, get off my lawn with your with your TFNs. What are what is this? Non non uh fungus. Non fungus, get your fungus off my lawn. Get out of here with your bitcoins and your crypto blockchains. Yeah. Uh, I'll that. tell you guys after the fact who asked me about this later. Um, <laughs> but uh, on that note, my friends, what is training going to look like for you guys this week? Uh, hopefully it'll actually happen because we oh. were snowed in most of the week. Uh, and I was definitely feeling it this morning when I went to yoga class. And I was like, my God, I missed a week of yoga, which never happens. Uh, so yeah, just looking forward to getting back to a regular schedule. Um, and I've got two brand new students who've joined. Um, so excited to have some new blood in the dojo and uh, set them on the path. Awesome. Congratulations. It won't oh, be thanks. first blood. It'll just be new blood. Yep. <laughs> right on. Um, and I'm, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, uh, the last last few weeks have been kind of who's going to show up, what's going on. Like, I didn't really make a plan. Um, and, uh, this week, on Saturday, I'm going to be doing a uh, sword demonstration at one of the local museums. So um, I'll probably be focusing more on that rather than the than uh, the karate. But you know, it's another. It's just one of those things about my curriculum is I don't have to really worry about it. The curriculum is there. Yep. I can just whoever shows up, and I can go. Oh well, we need to work on this. Easy peasy. Yep. That's. We've done some museum demonstrations. It's been a while, but uh, you know, definitely pre-pandemic, and that's the sort of thing. Like, what should, what should we plan? Should we plan a demo? I'm like, let's get out there and do a kata, man. I mean, they're not going to mm -hmm. know. Like, it's just going to look. Whatever we do is going to look cool to them. <laughs> just make sure it ends here, and it goes, yeah, it's yep. fine. Yep, yep. Jump we'll up go in the air and scream. <laughs> yeah, I've. Uh... I do that. There's a there's a sword kata. It's called Nukitsuke no Ken from uh, the uh, Katori Shinpuriyu. And uh, I do. It's a lot of fun. It's my favorite. Do you make those sound effects while you're doing it? Uh, uh, it's more like um, not those sound effects, but um, you do need to be loud and um, have good key eye. Okay. Loud and proud and have good key eye. I can definitely get behind that to a degree. I've. Uh... I have been having something of a winter of the soul with martial arts, where it's just like having a large inability to do it, mainly because of like space and location. But I have to kind of push myself to deal with the elements a little. But if once I push to kind of just get over the fact it's going to be in a, like in a cold room, like start, I just start heating up and doing it. I failed at that last week, and I think I'm going to try to not fail at that this week. So mm. that's where I'm at. So well, I mean, you know what they say the the, the secret is hard work. Mm. Mm. Definitely. Hopefully, uh, no no Unicron virus or whatever will stop us from getting there. So cool, guys. Well, I'm glad we got you guys. We got the gang back together finally after yeah. so long. And um, yeah. It's I didn't, oh. I didn't drop the ball on uh, missing the appointment. So, yeah, it was great. You didn't drop the ball. You didn't drop <laughs> the ball. You just gave Dan the room to talk about his fight, fights on Facebook. 
and for us to talk about Facebook dads. Facebook dads. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Well, we're getting. Well, we're none of us are on TikTok. Wait, is anybody not here on TikTok? I I do have a TikTok. Uh, I I started. I made one for my calligraphy, and I I've let it fall to the wayside. It's um, it's exhausting. Okay. I like I, I like Instagram. Instagram is yeah. my favorite platform. Yeah, same here. I I would I really want to delete my Facebook. Um, I only keep it around because it's like. I get some I get some inquiries about the dojo there. It's just, it's just the dojo account, really. I don't have a personal Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely just enjoy just Instagram because there's no politics. It's just I can sort of see the stuff that I'm interested in. There's no arguing on there, and yeah, you can't share articles, so I don't I don't need to I don't need to read what you're what you're sharing, right? They would it's have just... to screen cap it and throw it up there. So right. It's, it's it. it I think Facebook kind of realized like they needed to do something that wasn't like angry, like dads yelling at each other. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I'm just yeah, like Facebook. I'm falling apart again. And Facebook is MySpace. is like you know if you're in if you're in traffic, like rush hour traffic, and you're looking at everybody's bumper stickers. That's Facebook. And then every once in a while, you may bump into the person, and they get out and start screaming at you. And then you have to have some sort of argument with this person. Like that's Facebook. It's so it's so annoying. Yeah. But Instagram is like, um, you know, uh, like, hey, do you want to see everybody's beautiful uh, uh, photo journal from their vacations? Yes, please. <laughs> like yeah. that's what I want to see. Yeah, I'm usually just looking at karate, May stuff, or uh, cute dogs. That's that's pretty much all I look Aww. at on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, and there's so many great, like, like I follow a bunch of knife makers and uh, like circus performers and skateboarders and like, just like Instagram is basically like, look at all the cool stuff that exists in the world. I'm not, I'm not sharing what my searches are. <laughs> and Facebook is just, let's talk about all the crap and, and hate in the world. And I just, I, yeah, Instagram is more positive. I miss live journal, to be honest. But. <laughs> live journal, like, um, where, where would you get that? Where would you? Where would you need There's that? Fix? LinkedIn, from... maybe. Oh God, no, no. Okay. Yeah, Dan, you just hit, you hit the you hit the nerve. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know how you would get that fix. LinkedIn, my mortal enemy. Um, come at me, LinkedIn. Help me find a job. Oh right, you haven't. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, Sal, where can people find you? On Instagram? Yep, on Instagram, Steel Mace Karate. Uh, should, should, I should come up if you look for that at least. Um, so oh, you I, have a thing going on. Yeah, yeah that's right. Your I seminar. Do, uh, Bujin TV uh, doing a live seminar on the 19th um, at 6 p.m. Central. I'm uh, going to do steel mace, extra steel mace workout, uh, more of a karate focused one. I'm still kind of working on the the syllabus for that you know I, I don't really plan workouts and i don't really plan my lessons or what i'm going to teach so you know when i do one of these things it's kind of hard i, I kind of stress about what i'm going to cover and then i end up just winging it anyway um but i'm going to try to just cover a variety of uh, ways that the the mace can enhance just different uh aspects of your karate or what any martial art practice really so uh yeah that's coming up on the 19th go to that zoom into it 
Warg into it. Whatever. Um, Does it cost anything, Sal? I guess 20. Yeah. 20? Yep. 20 portions. 20 portions. Dan, where can people find you and your multiple personalities of Instagram? Yes, my multiple personalities. So you could find me just at dan.bernardo. You could find me at uh, Well Within Martial Arts, or you could find me at Martial Calligrapher. Either one of those. You don't have anything coming up right now, do, other than like doing a dem- demo. But. No, and I'm I'm not going to live stream that. That'd be cool. Maybe I should. But um, yeah, no, I don't have anything coming up. I do. Um, I will be trying to to do something in the next few months uh, with Bujin TV, but. Um, uh, nothing planned yet. Nice. I got my stamp, by the way. Thank you. It came today. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, Ooh. it's funny. I mean, like, and and you know, I we, you can edit this out, John, if you like. But editing, no. Yeah, the post That's office. Why I do this? I don't feel. I like got. Editing. I got the box back with this thing that said, you know, there was an issue with the box, and the box was smashed. Oh, so wow. I think the the issue was the post office. Destroyed my box. <laughs> oh, That's what happens when you don't pee, pee, pay people a living wage. Well, <laughs> the box was in very good condition when it arrived. So thank yeah. you, sir. Good, good, good. Awesome, awesome. We've we've solved world hunger and um, <laughs> box issues and the pinions all in one podcast. So fantastic, folks. Congratulations, Guys, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being on. And um, yeah, hopefully we get to do this again before too long. But Absolutely. Always. Definitely. Always happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. And I am going to end the recording in three, two, one.